ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد I welcome all of you in this uh, fourth series of ours in this blessed month of Ramadan and we are still alhamdulillah sharing with you some information from the actually the sittings of our noble sheikh al-allama Abi Abdullah Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala min majalisi Ramadan, from the sittings that he used to have in the blessed month of Ramadan. And we mentioned to you before that some of the mashayikh, if not many of them, in Ramadan especially, they have some open sessions, gatherings, and then they discuss the matters of Ramadan and highlight the importance of the Quran, the adherence of the Sunnah, the Tawbah, the Taqwa of Allah. They mention also the actions that leads to paradise and likewise they uh, mention the Jannah and the hellfire and the like. We still, alhamdulillah, with this very important topic and it should be very important for all of us because we Muslims, alhamdulillah, it is the book of Allah, Al-Quran. In the previous series, we learned, alhamdulillah, the importance of the book of Allah, Al-Quran and the virtues that the Muslim gain when they recite. When a Muslim recites the Book of Allah, there is a great reward for us in reciting the Book of Allah in general. But also the Shaykh, he mentioned many texts from the Quran and the Sunnah, mainly from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, that highlights the virtue for some specific chapters or verses of from the Quran, such as the verse of, who can remember, who remember, one of the verses that has some virtue when you recite, Ayat al-Kursi, Naam, and some of these chapters, some of the chapters, they have specified reward that I mentioned in the Sunnah, some of those chapters, Naam, like what, Alhamdulillah, some of the Surahs, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Naam, and what else? Ahmed. Surah Al-Farah. Mustafa. Surah Al-Nas. Ahsanat. Barakallahu feekum. Now. So now, it is very important for us to know these rewards. So now when you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, and Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Fala, Surah Al-Nas, Ayat Al-Kursi, what else? Surah Al-Baqarah, Surat Al-Imran. These are from the examples of the chapters that the Shaykh has mentioned. So when you, when you read them, subhanAllah, you keep in mind this great reward that you're gaining. It's not just like you're just reading them. Huh? Now you're reading them, you get for every letter a good deed, and a good deed is equal to 10. And beside that, you get other rewards. Protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the shaitan is run away from your home. 
and you have protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last time, the, 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 the previous sitting, the last sitting, we began to, to read to you from the 12th sitting of the Shaykh, Al-Majlis al-Thani Ashar, fi nawr al-Thani min tilawat al-Qur'an, within the second type of the recitation of the Qur'an. Who can remind us? What are some of the things we mentioned? Naam Luqman? Hmm? The second type of recitation. The first one was about when you recite the Quran, you get so many virtues, alhamdulillah. Naam, Abdullah, Abdullah. Contemplate the legislation, the, um, the narration. Mm-hmm, yeah. Who else? Affirming what? Ahsant. So, is the recitation of its rulings by affirming its chronicles. Whatever Allah tells us, we affirm it. Alhamdulillah, because this is not the speech of anyone. This is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So whatever Allah tells us in the Quran about the stories before, about Adam salam, the Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, the stories of the people of the cave, the cave all of those, um, we affirm them because it is the speech of Allah. We were informed by Allah SWT. Also the Quran, it's not all, all the Quran is about the stories of the people of the past and the prophets and their people. No, there is legislation. Allah legislate for us. Okay? So, why? So to be followed. So it is good for us to know these things. These legislations are for us to be followed. People, they follow the, the signs and the rules in the streets. If someone drives, then he has to abide by the rules, right? Stop at the red light. And yield when he's a yield yield sign, stop at the stop sign. Huh? And when you see uh, do not pass, they he don't pass, do not enter, they don't enter, make a U turn, they make a U turn. But then when it comes to the Quran, there is so many signs for us and tell us do this or stay away from this and we just go ahead and keep driving. Like someone was driving and uh, running the red light and there is a police uh, car right behind him. Someone do that. Now, usually people like speed limit be 55, they see police car, they be going 25. I mean, oh, I'm driving, I'm a good driver. No, you're not. So it's very important. A good person is the one who contemplate, okay, and reflect. And this is, alhamdulillah, we need these advices, the ulama. Likewise, there is commands in the book of Allah, many commands that are good for us. So what is these commands? We and me and you, what we do with them, we adhere to them. I know. Also, Allah commands us to do certain things and commands us to stay away from many others. What do we do with those prohibitions? To stay away from them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubaraku liyaddabaru ayatihi wa liyatadhakkara ulul albab. Surah Sad, verse 29. This is a book which we have revealed to you, full of excellences, that they may reflect. That's why the book was revealed. Not to be hanged, like we mentioned on the walls. Uh, around the neck in some chain, Ayat al-Kursi, la. This book was revealed that they may reflect over its verses. 
and that those gifted with understanding may take heed and understand. The Shaykh Hatimi said this was the practice of the pious predecessors. They learned the Quran stage by stage while affirming it and implementing it in their lives with a positive implementation based on firm belief and true certainty. Abu Abdurrahman al-Sulami, rahimahullah, from a tabi'een, he says, he narrated to us, Hal uh, al-Salaf, meaning the Sahaba. He said, those who used to teach us the Quran, meaning the Sahaba, such as Uthman ibn Affan, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and others, said they have informed us when they learned 10 verses from the Prophet they would not exceed them until they studied them and what they contain of knowledge and action. Allah. It's not just memorizing what they memorize, but they want to learn. What's this, what Allah is telling us in this book? Is He commanding us with certain things? Is He prohibiting us from certain others? Is He informing us about certain things? Is a matter of aqidah, ibadah, manners, akhlaq, transactions, and they learn that. So they combine between memorization and knowledge and action, and acting upon that knowledge. Shaykh Muhammad said this kind of recitation is the one around which our happiness and righteousness revolve. This is how certain people they are going to be happy, and other people they are going to be rich on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Because Allah Taala says in the Quran, Surah Taha, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَدِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دَنْكَى وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عَمَى الْآيَاتِ We mentioned this yesterday, this is just reviewing. Huh? And if there comes to you guidance from me, then those, then whoso will follow my guidance, whoever follow my guidance, will not go astray nor will he come to grief. But whosoever will turn away from my remembrance from the Qur'an and that which Allah has revealed and legislated for his servants, he will, his will be a straightened life, life of hardship. Anyone who turns away from the book of Allah, from Islam, from applying it, he will have nothing but a life of hardship. The ayat 123 to 127, Surah Taha. Shaykh Allah he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has clarified in this great verse, or verses in Surah Taha, the reward of those who follow his guidance, which he revealed to his messengers. So this is for the reward for the previous nations, the people who they followed Nuh, and those who followed Ibrahim, and those who followed Musa, and those who followed Isa, and those who followed the Prophet Muhammad but keep in mind now, those who uh, was at that time, they followed their messenger, they were Muslims. By adhering to the teachings of their messengers. But once the, uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu as the final prophets and the seal of all prophets and messengers, then no one has the, the right to say, look, if you want to be Muslim and follow the Prophet Muhammad, Islam, Sallallahu Quran, it's okay, but we're adhering to what Isa was upon. Isa is not son of God. Isa is a prophet. Allah is the only God and we don't, still won't be accepted from that. Because everybody has to adhere to the, that which the Prophet Sallallahu received from Allah and he left for us. Now, 
So the Sheikh says, Allah has clarified in these great verses the reward of those who follow his guidance which he revealed to his messengers. The greatest of this guidance is the Quran. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified the punishment of those who turned away from his guidance. And the ulama they mention how a person turned away from Islam, from Quran, by not learning it, by not reading it first, and by not trying to understand the Quran correctly from its proper sources. They turn away, they just Muslims by affiliation which is the case of many people these days, they just Muslims by affiliation. They, many of them, they're born in a Muslim country, they have no clue what Islam is. Some, they don't pray even, don't fast. Allah understand, they don't look like Muslims, they don't talk like Muslims, they don't dress like Muslims, their hair casts, anything about them. And then they're like, they're still Muslims. But they don't practice Islam. Why they Muslims? Why he's born in this Muslim country and he has a name, a Muslim name, Abdul Rahman, Ibrahim, Nuh, Muhammad, Abdullah, her name is Safiya, Khadija. They don't pray, they don't remember Allah, they don't thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't read Quran. What Islam is this they are upon? That's how people they turn away from the guidance of Allah, by not being serious, by reading the book of Allah, by studying what it means according to what the Salaf as salih they were upon and the like and acting upon it. The Shaykh Muhammad said, As for those who follow the guidance, the Quran, the Sunnah, that which the Prophet left for this Ummah, their reward Allah has mentioned. They will neither go astray. How they go astray? They have the map with them. They have the Quran. In it, everything we need to stay on the path of Allah. Subhanallah, like Shaykh Abdul Razak al Abad, he mentioned once one of his talks. He says, Can you imagine? He says, Subhanallah, it's amazing. The Quran is so clear. The ayat, especially the ayats of Tawheed and the Aqeedah, especially those ayats, they are so clear. Everybody understands them. Still, you find many people upon Shaykh. They worship graves, worship dead people, righteous, this, that. And they are so clear ayats. The Sheikh, he gave an example. He said, can you imagine someone, he's going to, from one city, and he mentioned the example, from Medina to Mecca. Somebody live in Medina, Mecca, there is only one highway, and yet there is so many sides. Mecca is this way, Mecca is this way. Giving you the direction, still somebody got lost. said, how would you understand this? Huh? The path is, is clear. It's not like jungle. No, there is a highway. And there is so many signs and signposts, bulletin boards, that all say Mecca is this way. Still a person gets lost and didn't make it. So how can you understand this? Hmm? Subhanallah. He says, likewise, that the path of the Jannah is so clear in the book of Allah and in the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. We have signs that keep us on the path. Signs to keep us on the, the haqq. Still people, they choose. Whether by ignoring those paths, or whatever they want to like, follow some other people's guidelines, or Allah alam, whatever the case. But for those that Allah wants good for them, He gives them the, 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 the He assists them and aid them to stay upon guidance. And may Allah keep us firm upon guidance. Amen. 
So he says, as for those who follow the guidance, they, their reward from Allah that they will never go astray, nor will they be miserable. The negation of misguidance and wretchedness from them indicates that they are upon perfect guidance and experience happiness in this world as well as in the hereafter. As for the punishment of those who turn their backs away from the guidance, those who they're not serious about the book of Allah, they don't read it. Maybe in Ramadan they may read a couple of pages, or they may even finish the Quran, just recitation, without even reflecting upon the ayahs and pondering. Their reward, what is this? For them is punishment. Those who turn their backs away from the guidance, from the Quran, from the Sunnah, from learning the deen. Rather, Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he mentioned this one of the ten most deadliest things, and the things that nullifies one's Islam. Turning away from learning the deen of Allah. Those who don't want to learn the deen. They don't find the time from their schedules or from their lives to sit and in circles of knowledge and learn the deen. Why? Because how they can be on Islam if they don't know what it is? They never learned it. Because you find people, they just on the customs of, this, of their country. What their country is upon, they think that's Islam. Amen. So this person will, will have a narrow life. He will be in constant anxiety and grief. In this world, he has neither correct creed nor good deed. He is like the cattle or even worse and more astray than them. I know, worse. Shemaitani says they are the neglectful ones. These are the people that this ayah applies on. Those who are negligent, lazy, they don't want to learn the deen. The one who turns away from Allah's revelation will live a, a narrow life in his grave as well. His grave will be narrow to the point that his ribs will merge into one another. And on the day of his erection, he will be raised up blind, unable to see. As Allah SWT mentioned in another chapter of the Quran, وَنَحْشُرُهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عَلَىٰ وُجُوهِهِمْ عُمْيًا وَبُكْمًا وَصُمَّا جَهَنَّمْ كُلَّمَا خَبَتْ زِدْنَاهُمْ سَعِيرًا In the ayah of Surah Al-Isra, ayah 97, And on the day of resurrection we shall gather them together on their faces blind, dumb and deaf. Why? And their about shall be hellfire. Subhanallah. And Allah says he will increase them in that. He says, Why? Shaykh Muratimi says this is because in this world, in this life, these types of people were blind from seeing the truth. They didn't see it. Deaf from hearing it. And they don't want to hear the haqq. Or they hear it, but you just go one ear and out the other. And they withheld from seeing the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about them in his book in another verse. In the Surah Fussilat, verse 5, وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا فِي أَكِنَّةٍ مِمَّا تَدْعُونَا إِلَيْهِ وَفِي آذَانِنَا وَقَرْ وَمِنْ بَيْنِنَا وَبَيْنِكَ حِجَابٍ فَعْمَلْ إِنَّنَا عَامِلُونَ When their messenger called them to the truth, that which is good for them in this life, and that which guarantee them the, the, the happiness in the hereafter, what they say, our hearts are secure under coverings against that which you call us. 
And in our ear there is heaviness. And between us and, and you is a, is a veil. So carry on your work. We too are working, meaning away from that. So this is very important, Yahuan. This is serious. For a person to hear the haqq and still don't follow it, subhanAllah. The Qur'an is clear. They hear it in Taraweeh, they hear it in the Salat, they read it themselves, but they steal upon shirk. These, the ayats of Tawheed are clear. The ayats who call us to adhere to the Sunnah of the Prophet and to and warn against opposing the Sunnah, they so clear people still oppose the Sunnah, still fall into innovations and bid'ah and khurafat. Ayats clear that call us to unity upon the haq, upon the truth, upon the book and the sunnah. Still people divide themselves into sects and groups based on colors, based on tribalism, based on now some sheikh here said or the other says, what about Allah says? Allah says, adhere to this, going to still adhere to what that sheikh or the other sheikh says? Yes, yeah, subhanAllah. Shaykh Al-Azimid says, so thereupon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them according to their deeds in this world and neglected them. They will be neglected as they have neglected his legislation. As the Shaykh mentioned the other ayah in Surah, ayat in Surah Al-Taha, قَالَ رَبِّنِ مَا حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَى وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا قَالَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسِيتَهَا وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمُ تُنْسَى a person in the Qiyamah will say, Oh my Lord, why did you raise me up blind when I used to have sight? In this life they used to see. In the Qiyamah they can't see. They will raised blind. So they will ask, Why my Lord? I used to see. In the, the life of this the world I used to see. Now I'm blind. Why? They want to know the reason. And Allah will say to him, like that our revelations have come to you, but you have neglected them, and for that reason you will be neglected this day. And if someone is neglected on Yawm Al-Qiyam by Allah, who can help them? Hmm? In this life now, if somebody is neglected by some rich people, they just allow only the rich people in, around them, and they like, hey, who are you? No invitation? Get out of here. Uh, you you got to drive a better car and have a... Uh, expensive clothing and you gotta be a person who have a big business and make a lot of money and nah, if a person is neglected in this life mashallah alhamdulillah be a pantawhi because those who are neglected in the yom al-qiyamah that's very serious may Allah protect us Sheikh Muratimin he says this is an exact uh, reward according to their evil crime however does an evil deed will be recompensed according to what he used to do that's it and it is mentioned in Sayyid al-Bukhari, Shaykh al-Azimir says, from the narration of Samur ibn Jundub, radiyallahu anhu, the Prophet used to ask his companions after the Fajr prayer. This was the, something the Prophet used to do often. He used to ask his companions after Fajr prayer if any of them saw a dream. If any one of them saw a dream. Those who saw the dream would narrate to him what they said, what they saw. The Prophet said to, to us, as Samar ibn Jundub narrating, he said, The Prophet said to us one morning. So he narrated to him 
what he saw, وسلم, he said, two visitors came to me, and pay attention to this narration, okay? He says, those visitor, two visitors came to me last night and told me to proceed with them. So we proceeded until we came across a man who was laying down on his side, okay? And another man standing over him with a big rock in his hand. So one man laying down, there's another man standing at his head with a big, huge rock, okay? And behold, he threw the rock to the man's head and smashed it, smashed his head. That's painful, right? Huh? Sometimes you get hit with a little rock and you run crying. Sometimes you get a headache from that. Injury, sometimes you may need stitches. But now this is a big rock. And this person, he's laying down. It's not like running, can run or avoid. He's laying down. Alright? But this just scratch, he says he smashed his head. Then the rock bounced here and there. That man followed the rock and picked it up. And by the time he would return back to him, his head would heal and return back to its normal state and he would smash his head again. And this repeated over and over. I, meaning the Prophet said, he said, I said to my companions, meaning the two angels, those are two angels who came with him, the visitors. He says, Glory be to Allah. What is the matter with those two people? They said to me, proceed. There is a long story. They said to him, proceed. And they laid until he see different things taking place. Hmm? Different things taking place. Finally, at the end, they, they told him the, uh, what he mean. What, what, who are those people that uh, they were involved. And then they informed the Prophet ﷺ at the end. They said, but as for that man whom you came across with his head being smashed, that is, an in, that is the individual who receives the knowledge of the Qur'an and then rejects it. Allah He reads the Qur'an, Allah says do this, he don't do it. Allah says don't do this, that's what he wants to do. Okay? This is the punishment of that person who receives the Qur'an and rejects it, doesn't act upon it. And he sleeps without praying the obligatory prayers. Amen. It's collected by Imam al-Bukhari. Shaykh Al-Taymin, he said, It is also narrated by Abdullah ibn Abbas, that the Prophet gave a speech to the people in the farewell pilgrimage and said to them, The devil has given up the hope of him being worshipped in your land, but he is pleased to be obeyed in other than that from among your deeds that you belittle. Therefore, be aware of his plot, shaitan. I have indeed left with you two things, which if you hold on to them, you will never go astray. What are those things? Hmm? Quran and the Sunnah. Now, the Book of Allah and His Sunnah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
this hadith is authenticated by Imam Al-Bani in Sahih Al-Tarheed. It is also narrated by Amr ibn Shu'aib from his father, from his grandfather, who said that the Prophet said, the Quran will come in the appearance of a man on a day of judgment, along with a man who bore it, but did not implement it. And they will come for legitation, lit- litigation before Allah. Then the Quran will say, O oh Allah, you made this man carry me, but what an evil carrier he is. He transgressed my set limits. SubhanAllah. He transgressed my set limits, neglected my obligations, committed my prohibitions, and disobeyed my commands. SubhanAllah. It will continue to throw evidence against him until it will be said to him, deal with him according to what he deserved. Then he will be dragged on his nose and be flung into the hellfire. It is also narrated in Sahih Muslim from the narration of Abu Sa'id, of Abu Malik, عفواً, Abu Malik al-Ash'ari, radiallahu anhu, the Prophet says, Al-Qur'an hujjatul laka aw alayk. It's collected by Imam Muslim. The Qur'an is either a proof for you or against you. It is for or against you. It is for if we uh, have ikhlas and sincerity and why we're reciting, uh, what matters to us is to try to understand what we read okay, now and seek help with that from the works of the ulama, the great ulama of the past, from their tafsir like tafsir al-Tabari, al-Qurtubi, Ibn Kathir, tafsir al-Sa'di, not the tafsir of Ahlul Bida' like the Al-Quran of Sayyid Qutb. That's not a good book, even though it is widespread because Ahlul Bida' they put Lara copies and put it all over. But you gotta read the tafsir that bring you the statements of the Salaf, the statements of the Sahaba and their students at Tabi'un and at Tabi'un. Also Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, the Quran intercedes, likewise intercession is granted for its sake. Whoever places the Quran before him, it will guide him to paradise. SubhanAllah. Gotta put the Quran before you. Whatever the Quran said you do, said proceed, proceed, stop, stop. Make right turn, does you don't make life left turn. Said whoever, he says, Nan. Whoever places the Quran before him, it will guide him to paradise. And whoever places the Quran behind him, it will lead him to the hellfire. He says, O oh, he who the Quran is his litigant on Yom Al-Qiyamah. How could you hope to obtain intercession from something that you have made to be your litigant and your chasm? Woe to, to those. Woe to, to, to he whose inter- intercessors will become his enemies on the day of, of Yom Al-Qiyamah. The day they, they will not be of a benefit. And you find People read the Quran, some they even memorize it, but they don't act upon it. Memorize the whole book, Khurafat, Bida, Dalal, 
بس قاينس بس الله السلام عافية. Then Sheikh Nuraimin Rahmatullahi says, "O slaves of Allah, this is the book of Allah that is being recited to you, which you can hear. It is the Quran, which, if it was to be revealed to the mountains, you would have seen the mountains humbling themselves, crumbling to dust. Even though this is the fact about the Quran, the ears do not listen. Subhanallah, the eyes do not shed tears, the heart is not affected by the Quran." And the people do not adhere to its teachings in order that it will be the means of intercession. The hearts are void of the fear of Allah and are ruined and overshadowed with the darkness of sins. As a result, they neither see nor hear. Allah, the sins. And the sins, they put a cover. As the Prophet tells us, whenever a person commits a sin, a black dot will be put into his heart. And if he continue, another dot next to other until he become a cover in his heart, he won't know. The haqqam don't know it. We're rejected. Aynah. The Sheikh said, how many times do we hear the Quran being recited? But yet our hearts are as hard as rocks or even harder. And how many times the Shaykh, this is Shaykh Nuhayman image, said, and how many times does Ramadan reach us? Yet our con- conditions are like the conditions of the rich ones. SubhanAllah. He says, the youth do not desist from their youthful passions and desires, nor do the elders desist from their evil actions and strive to catch up with the pious ones. Says we are, where are we? Says from those people, whom when they heard the call of Allah, they answered it. I don't think about. It. Maybe next week, maybe after I finish what I'm doing right now. Now they say, hear it, they obey. He says, where are we from those people, from whom when they hear, they heard the call of Allah, they answered me. The Sahaba, that we say, we claim that we follow in their footsteps. Now, and when his revelations were recited to them, they had tranquility in their hearts. They are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his bounties upon. Consequently, they knew Allah's right, and they choose the best deeds. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, the Qur'an bearer must be known, subhanAllah, not just memorized and beautiful recitation and people say, oh, no, it's a good voice. No. He says, the Qur'an bearer must be known by his night while the people are sleeping. He get up and read, recite what he memorized in the, in the night. By his day while the people are eating, People are, that's all matter to them. Go from one place to a place, chasing the best food and this. The man is like, look, man, whatever. A sandwich will do. Anything will do. But I, this time, I, I got to do some Quran. I got to read the Quran. Because this is the food for the heart and for the soul. Okay? By his day while the people are eating. By his crying while the people are laughing. By his being cautious while the people are careless. By his silence while the people are chatting. 
by his humbleness while the people are being proud and by his sadness while the people are happy. That's the person who applies the Quran. And then the Shaykh mentioned some lines of poetry that we're going to just skip, inshallah ta'ala. Then he, the Shaykh, he, he says, he concludes in this sitting, and we conclude with it too. He says, oh my brothers, memorize the Quran before you lose the ability, especially for those who are still young. Take advantage, you're still young, your mind is not busy with a lot of things, take advantage. And the parents, they should take advantage of that. They have children. They should make sure that they memorize the Book of Allah, especially if they are in an area where there is programs, like here, alhamdulillah, in our masjid, alhamdulillah. There is programs for everybody, almost, for children, for teenagers, for elderly, the whole day, especially for Quran. You want to memorize Quran? Yes, you can. There is after Fajr. Then there is classes from Dhuhr to after Asr. For certain people. Then after Asr there is classes for the elderly. And then after Isha. And then the weekend school. You remember from Saturday and Sundays. From 9 until Dhuhr. What people wants to ask for more than this? You be, you, you be, we should be thankful to Allah SWT. And thank Allah and be grateful. And be happy that there are, there are programs like this. And we should move closer to a place like this. Not uh, move away. Now I'm a person who really cares for himself and for his children. Eh? And he wants good for them. He, he will, even if he has a, a better job in another place far away, he will find something else. Even if he has lost some money, he's going to lose some dunya. But at the expense of what? Seeing his children sitting in the circles of knowledge. Humbling themselves, reading the Quran, memorizing the Quran, learning the aqidah, the sunnah. Huh? Because these are the children that they're going to be good for him and make dua for him. They're going to take care of him and treat him nice when he's still alive. And then if he dies, they're going to make dua for him. And other people will make dua. And they say, may Allah have mercy on your parents, man. They, they must, they must work hard and make some sacrifices so that you can learn the Quran, learn the sunnah, and, and the like. Now, the Shaykh says, O oh brothers, my brothers, memorize the Quran before you, lo you lose the ability. Preserve its set limits, not transgressing against them and disobeying them. Know that this Quran will bear witness for you or against you in front of the king, the judge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being grateful to Allah for revealing this book means that we should not throw it behind our backs. That's how you be grateful. And honoring Allah's commandments comprises not taking the religious rulings as an object of makri. And he mentioned the Shaykh, he concluded by this ayat in, in Surah Al-Furqan from 27 to 31. Qal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah 
وكذلك جعلنا لكل نبي عدو من المجرمين وكفى بربك هاديا ونصيرا الله أكبر Pay attention to the translation now of this ayat on the day from Surah Al-Furqan. On the day the wrongdoer will bite his hands, the one who is playing games and don't want to be serious and didn't adhere to the sunnah, didn't follow the path of the Messenger of Allah, he will bite his hands and will say, Oh, would that I had taken away along with the Messenger hmm? Oh woe is me, would that I had never taken so and so as a friend. For certain people, somebody wants to memorize, ah, why you want to memorize? It's okay. Alhamdulillah, you're a Muslim, you say, la ilaha illallah, that's enough. Come on, man. Let somebody else memorize. Not everybody should memorize. They bring them all of this wicked, huh? Justification to turn them away from what is good for them. Hmm? So if a person is not memorizing Quran, he's not spending hours in the day memorizing Quran. Where are they going to spend that? In coffee shops, on the curves, in the streets, some corners. What are they going to do? Have they been memorizing Quran in there? Now they're going to talking about bad things, and from one bad thing to the other, from the other things to another, from one corner to other, and those corners where they no good for them. Now you be in the house of Allah, reading the book of Allah. Memorizing the book of Allah, understanding the book of Allah. So that's what that person he was saying. He he says, Woe to him, he should never take and so and so as a friend, those who take them away. He said, He led me astray from the reminder after he had it had come to me. And Shaitan always deserts men in the hour of need. So Shaitan is like, okay, come, do it. It's good for you. But in the times of need, Shaitan is not going to be there because he can't help no one. can't even help himself. And the Messenger, وسلم, will say, Oh my Lord, may people indeed treat this Quran as a thing to be discarded. Thus did we make for every prophet an enemy from among the sinners and sufficient is your Lord as a guide and a helper. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us and to help us. We have to make dua, ya khwan. Don't you just because, alhamdulillah, you memorize the Quran, you're learning, and you're uh, uh, attending the classes, and don't let the shaitan fool you and say, oh, you, alhamdulillah, you're in Jannah. That's it. You got it. Look, you're better than all those teenagers. Look at them. They smoking, they playing, they listen to music. But you, subhanAllah, seven years, eight years, ten years, you've been memorizing the Quran, you're better than all of them. That's it. You don't need nothing else. That's it. You've done it. You're in Jannah. Now, now we, alhamdulillah, yes, you spent eight years, ten years memorizing the Quran. Yes, you're better than those who didn't. But then you have to ask Allah firmness upon that path. Constantly turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from you your deeds. And that's what we do. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and aid us and to make us from those who are firm upon his path. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts to the, his book, to the Qur'an. We recite it often, and we understand what he means, and we act upon, we ask Allah to help us and aid us to act upon its commands, and to stay away from its prohibitions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and aid us to be firm upon the path. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. وسلم تسليما كثيرا